Welcome to this week's episode of the Geek Offensive Podcast. This episode, it's just me and Ken, and I, I feel like we were long overdue to just have a, a nice yeah. calm discussion where we didn't have to like bring in a guest and catch up and be nerdy. Yeah. It was nice. <laughs> it was good. It's just a solo mission, just the two of us, just, okay, we can work this out and just, you know, get back to basics for a little while. Yeah, I needed a, a nerd sesh. Is that, is that what we're going to call it? Nerd mm. sesh? Nerd sesh. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, this one we talk about... Uh, well, it was video games for the first half, and then yeah, just, we, yeah. we were all across the board, different yeah. stuff here. Yeah, and there. nice and nerdy. Um, Iron Fist sucks. I think was the one definitive point we had. But here's a question: Does Iron Fist suck as much as Man of Steel? That's another two-hour show, man. See, it's, it's again, yeah. it's expectations versus what you get. That's I think they ruined both for me. But I would have to think about what's actually worse. What I, what I actually dislike more. <laughs> um but anyway yeah this was a fun nerd out session um and like you know episodes like this or when it's like a calm discussion and it's just nerding out like these are always some of my favorites yeah. anyway ken where can they find you they can find me on the social meds at at ken rollo and my comic shop at comics tnt in tustin california and you can find me on instagram at justin malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. And uh, don't forget the Geek Offensive has its own Instagram. It's just at Geek Offensive. And you can check out the Geek Say What Network on just about everything with the handle at Geek Say What. And don't forget to check out the other two shows on the network. We have Geek KO hosted by Justin Madriaga and Ish. And Ready Set Geek hosted by Alex Gollett. And shout out to Wayland Productions for... This, our in- this is the intro. We don't do this on the intro. What? All the Wayland stuff. We'd only do that at the bumper at the end. We only did that. Oh, fuck. I already started it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you can just cut it and be like, boom. Cue nah. Me. Oh. Be like, nah. Wayland Productions, they've always been good to us. They yeah. get too. Um, so, Wayland Productions, um, you can find them at WS. They share the space with us. Um, they let us use their equipment. They've been so good to us over the past year. Um, oh, wow. Wait. So a year anniversary for this show's coming up. Just, I'll have to look yeah. up when exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, big shout out to them. And a big thank you to Marley Rosner for our new original music. Um, he doesn't have a website yet, but once he does, we'll plug the shit out of it. That sounded terrible. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to um, plug Marley hard. Yeah. Um, and I think that's enough of the business. So don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe. Oh, and if um, you updated your phone recently to... Uh, if you have like uh, iOS iTunes, 11. yeah. If you updated to iOS 11, please check if you're subscribed. I know a lot of uh, people were unsubscribed from podcasts that they normally listen to for whatever reason. So please make sure check those subscriptions, and uh, yeah, don't, you can rejoin the offensive basically. Um, and I, that should be it. So uh, cue my music. <laughs> I know you didn't want to talk about it, but let me just say something real quick, and then uh, we'll get on with the episode. Um, we're recording, right? Yeah. All right. That's you see the timer right here. Yeah. Um, I know th- this is the Friday after the uh, Las Vegas shooting, and believe me, everyone at the at the network was 
shocked, saddened. We went through the entire emotional roller coaster. Um, and I'm sure somewhere down the road we'll, well, at least I'll discuss it at some point. But um, for right now, folks, there is a GoFundMe account for um, the Las Vegas, Vic- Las Vegas Victims Fund. Um, I would urge everyone, um, if you can, please donate um, and help out. Um, yeah, that, that's really all I'll say about it right now. If you can, please help. It's on GoFundMe. It's called the Las Vegas Victims Fund. Um, I think they're approaching, they might have already passed $10 million as of, as of this episode. They're trying to hit 15 uh, for all to help out everyone who was uh, affected by this. So please go ahead and check that out. Anyway, Ken, it's been a while since we've uh, done one of these episodes. Yeah, this is our, uh, can't remember the last time we had a solo mission. This is like, a, yeah, this is a kind of our status quo. It's just like, slow things down. July was crazy. August was crazy. September was crazy. So it's like, all right, October, let's let's chill out for while we can. And things are going to ramp up pretty soon for us. Um, especially, I think you and I have been going nuts planning out this whole yeah, we, thing. Yeah, as as we stated before in a previous podcast, and hopefully, I think the other podcast will say something too. We've got an event coming up on the twenty first that we're going to be doing something, and we're not yet sure if it's going to be available for public consumption immediately or if we'll have it available. We will have it later on. Well, actually, you'll be able to find out about it on October thirty first, no matter what. But we might have something earlier for you to check out, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it's going to involve, uh, well, video games, and what video game will it be? I'm sure some of you could figure it out. I mean, there's really only one big release coming out this month, and it's Halloween season, so... Darkstalkers Night War. <laughs> no, it's not Darkstalkers. It's uh, cliff, cl- a cliffhanger, either. I thought you were going for like um, that old fighting game, Darkstalkers. Remember that one? Oh, Capcom? Dark, yeah, Capcom game. I love that game. <laughs> It those Capcom fighting games got, like, serious. Like, I couldn't keep up with those after Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Well, dude, I mean, there's... Just recently is the Marvel vs. Capcom Infinity, which is, like, Marvel vs. Capcom 4, essentially, which I don't know why they didn't name it 4 instead of Infinity, because it's like, well, you're going to have one after this. So what do you call it? Infinity plus 1? I'll like, never understand the naming system of Capcom's fighting games. Yeah. They, I think it was Street Fighter 1. Okay, cool. Street. Well, they didn't even call it Street Fighter 1. Right. It was Street Fighter. Right. Then Street Fighter 2 came out. You'd think the next one would be called Street Fighter 3. No. But no. Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? The Sega one. That was Championship Edition or something, right? Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Or sorry, Street Fighter Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition. Yeah. yeah. Then Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Then Super Street Fighter 2. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Super Street, Street Fighter. Fighter 2 Turbo. Um, then we went to Street this Fighter Alpha, Alpha, right? And then with Alpha, there was they had diff- their own sequels. Then there sequels. was Super Street Fighter Alpha, yes. Alpha, um, yeah. There and then a bunch of you know pronouns and acronyms, all kinds. There of was different. like Street Fighter EX, that EX plus Alpha, EX plus Alpha, because <laughs> well, the original EX was just a 3D one. Yeah, and then yeah. They added the Alpha characters like Sakura, who I love. Like Sakura, mm-hmm. I play mostly the Shotokan characters, so Ken Ryu. Um, Dan from time to time. Dan Hibiki is not my favorite, but I'll play. I know how to play him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sean is awesome. Um, uh, Which one, Sean? Sean is. There's the, so many goddamn characters. Sean now. is the uh, the ki- the kid in the yellow gi who's Ken's um, dis- would be disciple or student. Student. There's a term for that though. That I can't think of, but 
Yeah. But yes, Ken's student, and uh, he's in the yellow gi. He starts out the round by shooting a little basketball. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, I know who you're talking about. I've seen him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Sakura's reuse uh, understudy or um, yeah. trending. Protégé. Right Protégé. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> I had to think about it, too. Yeah. I'm like, caffeine hasn't kicked in yet. Yeah, seriously. Like, we just need <laughs> so much caffeine. Um, what else was it? Then I think eventually Street Fighter 3 showed up. Yeah, Street Fighter 3 showed up. <laughs> I think we just got Street Fighter 5, like, as you know. Not as too it, long ago. Not too long ago. Um, I've played them. I have played four, and I played three a, a fair amount. Mm-hmm. I just kind of fell off after after three. I think. I mean, I still, I've still God, played them. Made it to three. <laughs> yeah, because like I said, that's where Sean first appeared, and like that was when that's when you start getting bearded Ryu and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there were all those other Capcom Actually, games too, like the Marvel versus Capcom. Well, and, that um, started with uh, X Men versus uh, Street Fighter, and uh, oh, uh, Tetsunoko versus Capcom. That's one no one really talks about. Yeah, well, that's that because was a tougher it's, one. That was a th- yeah, I mean, it wasn't also just a Wii exclusive. I believe so, and I yeah. actually got it for cheap, and I remember not liking it that much, yeah. but. Because that was me trying to get back into fighting games, and like that was the wrong one to pick. Well, the problem is too is like there's the because of the fandom and stuff they've created games like Mugen. I don't know if you're familiar mm, with that, mm-hmm. where it's just like everyone's just like, oh, well, I'm gonna put in Doctor Doom in this game, yeah. And so they start, I'm gonna can- make Peter Griffin, yeah. yeah. And they start cannibalizing other games too, where like they cannibalize the original Marvel uh, superheroes, which had like as a they were fighting for the Infinity Stones, yeah. And so that's they brought in like, oh, well, we'll bring in Doom from that, and then. All the different games, they just kind of just smashed them all together in some fan, fan made, fan made game. And oh, my favorite one was um, Colonel Sanders versus uh, Ronald McDonald. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. No, one. I've seen that. I've, well, there's also the awesome like artist who just creates some of that uh, fan art that's just like whoa. Like then you know Wendy's uh, Wendy's is in there or not Wendy's. Wendy's is Wendy in is in there. Yeah. The oh, that's okay. Right, that's their mascot. Got it. Yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, no, no. That I remember seeing that one for the a few years. ago. Oh, actually, a really long time ago now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when I first started seeing that, I was like, oh, finally they made this game, and like, well, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then, but it was also, um, I was also appreciative of some of the uh, artwork that went into it, because some people went through some real effort to make those sprites. Yeah, and that's the thing, and that's when me and my friend Brian were just talking about Street Fighter, um, sorry, Street Fighter, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom EX Infinity. Alpha, Infinity, the current Gauntlet. One. And I'm like, I don't, like, I don't towers. enjoy the, the 3D, like, it's just maybe... Maybe I'm just an old school guy where I'm like, no, I want old school sprites. I want hand drawn animation. Like, especially when you see games like Cuphead, like, that looks gorgeous. Give me two D two D sprites again, and I because it's still a two D game. Like, there's not mm-hmm. you're not changing depth of of the screen. You're not doing anything like that. So just give me the two D stuff. Probably takes more longer or takes more time to do, but still, it's to me it's more visually intriguing. And then the amazing art books you get out of it. I have yeah. so many stupid art books. And I'm just like, I love though. Oh, yeah, I'm wondering like what the uh, actual production schedule is like, like with a 3D game versus a 2D game. Because yeah, you have to draw more with 2D game, but um, when you have like 3D models, yeah. like the the when an issue pops up, they compound. Yeah. So like a joint could screw up here and you fix it, but that might screw up something else. So it's like a different set of difficulties. Yeah. So I wonder like, which one actually like takes longer. Yeah. And I think I think too because they th- they feel that everyone wants better and better graphics that like that would be a step back. But then games like uh, Guilty Gear, I think is the name. Yeah, yeah. Guilty Gear does really well, and it's because people lo- still story like, doesn't make any sense, but the, it looks great. Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> and I'm like, also, I think Skullgirls is another 2D fighter. Um, and like some of these things are like that are just 2D animation. Like people still love that. Like. I don't need, I don't know. Blaze Blue is the other one I'm thinking of. That's another one. Yeah. It just looks weird. I will say this, though. I think it's harder, although, I don't know. I think it's harder to do 
uh, palette swaps on sprites that it is, or at least better, because uh, that's one thing with Street Fighter, I'm sorry, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, like, you could have, like, alternate costumes that were full-on alternate costumes, not just, like, oh, we turn the blue red and the red blue, and we switch invert colors here and there. Oh, Whereas, that like, might be an issue, yeah. You actually get a full, like, they oh, like, we just have another rendered skin ready to throw on top of that. So instead of just getting, uh, like, instead of just going, oh, Spider-Man or, you know, black costume Spider-Man, it's like, yeah. oh, that's Scarlet Spider, so you have the hoodie on there now. Yeah. The actual, so, there's, you can see the actual sculpt of the, mo- the 3D model. Right, and I think that might be easier for them to do nowadays, and... Maybe that's the reason, but and I like that. I like the idea that I oh I can just you know, I can just I can play Captain America versus um, Bucky Cap. Mm-hmm. Like and I like that idea. Actually, what 3D fighters are still like, in they're still like really popular. Other than like what Tekken, that's the only one I can think of right now. I haven't seen a Tekken release in a while, but I'm also that's not on my radar. Yeah, Injustice Two just came out. Oh, uh, but that that plays like a 2D one though, doesn't it? Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you mean like what? Like, like full 3D, 3D arena? Yeah, like remember, oh like remember when those? Remember when there was just a ton of those? Like yeah. they're like Virtua Fighter, Battle Arena, Toshinden, and Street Fighter Tekken, EX. Street Fighter EX. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. That one's still Soul out, Calibur, right? Yeah, that that's one, still going strong, right? I I think it's Don't still know. going. I know the story's <laughs> pretty crazy and stuff on it. I'll always remember when uh when they had um who was it? They they I think it's Soul Calibur four, one of them or make one of the Soul Caliburs had like every different system had its own playable yeah. character. So Nintendo if you had, had ne- Link, yeah, Nintendo had Link. If you had an Xbox, you had Spawn. Spawn. If you had PlayStation, PlayStation, it was the guy from Te- um, Heihachi, Heihachi from Tekken. Yeah, and then there's another there's another one that we're, I'm forgetting too. I feel like I am, but there I'm, was another exclusive at the time. I want to say there was, but Nightmare. No, nightmare's Not part nightmare, of nightmare. no nightmare's part of the. There the was main another. Story. Yeah. There was another character that that McFarlane worked on, and um, God, it's gonna. I'll look it up on my phone. <laughs> um, and so, but then after that, though, they had the Soul Calibur that had Vader, and the Star Killer, the Secret Apprentice from Force Unleashed. Oh, and then one had Yoda, right? And one had version and had Yoda. Then, um, and there was then another one with. They were t- they were timed exclusive, so. Uh, like PlayStation had a, had Yoda, and then Xbox had uh, Vader. But then after like the first five months, they both got the other character. Oh, uh, okay. So they, they at one point they could both have everyone, but it just, it just took a right. while. I remember like uh, Kratos was in it. Kratos, a, yeah, yeah, he wasn't in one. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what the it the Injustice team, the guys at um, something realms. Oh, they had DC versus Mortal Kombat. Right? They had DC versus Mortal yeah, Kombat, yeah. but then they've also in their Mortal Kombat games splashed in like, oh, well, you can also play as uh, Jason or Michael Myers, and I actually maybe wow, not Jason. You're but bringing back some memories. Yeah, they yeah. did do that. They splashed oh, in their characters, right. and in just in in the game Injustice, they've also splashed in like, oh, you can play as Raiden in this game, mm-hmm. or here's Scorpion, and I'm like, well, I, I guess. I mean, it's fine. I don't really care because I'm I'm here for the comic book part of it. So I, I feel like those fighters would be a little too agile for Jason with the way he moves. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, yeah, it's just, I, yeah. And it's so weird, like, oh, okay, so we're going to splash some uh, Raiden in, Raiden or Raiden, however you say it, Raiden I in I think here. in Mortal Kombat, they say Raiden specifically. Okay. But it's probably based on, it's supposed to be Raiden. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. It, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, so, like, but, I mean, I played, I was more a Street Fighter guy than Mortal Kombat, so, and I, and ma- and also when they started crossing over with the, with the Marvel stuff, I'm like, you guys had my money, mm-hmm. like. Oh my god! I spent so many quarters inside a Pizza Hut arcade, just like blink, Man, blink, 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 quarter blink. eaters. God, those games were insane. Like for me, it was um, 
always the beat em ups. So like Ninja Turtles, X Men, oh, uh, dude, and and Metal Slug. Well, that's not a beat em up, but no, like but same it, kind it, of game where it just yeah. eat quarters, eat tokens. Dude, the Turtles games, so much time, and also like when they came to. When they came to um, Nintendo, they were they weren't quite as good. Well, yeah, of course. But you're just like, oh, it's still so it's great. Still though. here, yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna play Manhattan Project. I wanna play Turtles in Time. I wanna play all these games that I loved. It like, uh, that's one thing that was great was a quick minute during the Xbox 360 life, they did uh, Turtles in Time reshelled where they redid it with all 3D graphics, mm-hmm. and then like oh, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. The license ended super quick, so it's like if you bought it during that time frame, you're good. But if you're not, you're screwed because you can't get it anymore. Oh wow! Yeah, um, but did, oh, did that X Men game ever get like a proper port to a home console? Oh, the X Men arcade game. Yeah, I maybe on some Sega console because maybe like on a, a virtual console thing or yeah. online. But I don't remember it like oh no a home I, I, version did it? Um, uh, actually, you can get it on the Xbox on the Xbox three sixty. Okay, but not at the time. Not though. the time. No, yeah, not at the time because ah, it was, was too that game was too too far reaching for what we wanted, especially dude like. You know, one of those lottery money winning things is, oh, I have an arcade in my home, and that X Men arcade game is one of those. And it's the oh, of course, it's the dual screen with the four, um, four joysticks, so that four people can play at the same time. No, that, I mi- that game was awesome. I, I miss arcades. I was actually just watching this Netflix documentary called uh, "Man vs. Snake." Oh, it's a co- it's uh, about the um, the the, Russian- nibbler, the nibbler world champion. Do you know what okay. that game is? Yeah, it's the the snake game where yeah. it just goes around and bites it, takes a pixel, and then the pixel adds exactly. on and gets longer and longer. Yeah, it's basically basically the guy, um, the first to score like a billion points, and it, and then there was like some controversy over who actually had the record because there was someone in another country that claimed the record, but they couldn't. I guess there wasn't any documentation. He couldn't verify. Right. So. It was him trying to get the record back, hmm. and it's his struggle, and it's like he's, you know, he was 16 at the time. He's like 40-something now, yeah. and it's like him trying to trying to pull off that kind of marathon at 40, Yeah, and it's like, yeah, his struggle with that is actually like really interesting. Well, there's a, I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about um, the King of Kong game, I think it was. The King World of Kong, what is that? Wasn't that King of Kong? Oh, that's about the Donkey Kong world record, right? Is, was it that or yeah? There's it was yeah, some the, some world record and like I just remember it was had a huge thing at Comic Con maybe five years or so back. I'm trying to think if it was King of Kong or like some dang I'm not gonna remember. Uh, it was um Billy something. Um, that was sounds the guy. Yeah, it it was like the same guy who got like the Pac Man record. Right. Um, and they were trying to like to to like oh I've got the best record and someone else was trying to beat it and so they are pushing each other uh, back and forth like they're. Pushing each other's scores higher and higher. Uh, Billy Mitchell is the name of the guy. Okay, um, is it called King of Kong? I'm pr- yeah, I, th- I think you're right on that one. Okay, uh, but that's what it was. That guy has like a bunch of world record. He's kind of a strange dude, but in that world of like yeah. uh, video games, like he's like he's Tom Cruise. Like, yeah, but he, knows that, he is. that's the thing though. Is like we're we're geeks and we we experience lots of you know as some people might say strange guys and we ex- we ex- understand it and that's you know that's. Lot, yeah, that's a lot like of our the, people. Like the dude runs his own like hot sauce company. Oh, randomly, yeah. Hmm. And like every time you see him in an interview, he's like wearing like an American flag like tie. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, he was actually he was actually in that documentary, Man vs. Snake. Okay. And like yeah, it's like the, it's a really small community of guys who like knew each other in that time period. And uh, yeah, basically the, he was kind of just encouraging him and like trying to help him out. So that that's actually pretty cool too to see that type of community in such a rare like uh 
a club basically. Yeah, like a, a time capsule of that of the time frame where you're just like, oh, that's so like, all these people were all friends right at the same time. Well, same thing was going. I mean, it's not uh, with like Steve Jobs and Wozniak, yeah. and it's just this yeah. hotbed of genius that's you know around that time period. It's like it's weird how these just these groups kind of pop up. Mm. And they they build their own little community. Mm. Do you think you could play a video game for thirty six hours? I probably could. I think I could. It depends on what the game is and what I'm doing it for. Like if, you know, I know they do those games done quickly for uh, GDQ for the like for charity. Yeah, some of those are fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could do that. It just depends on the game and stuff like that. And it depends mm. on like if I have the right mo- like motivation and also things surrounding me. Yeah. Also, like how do you? Like, how do they handle restroom breaks? Well, see, here's the thing. They, they actually explain all that. That's why I thought this was super fascinating, especially with such an old game. Um, basically, uh, there are ways to delay everything. So if you needed to take, like, a piss or a shit or something, like, you um, you build up your lives, and you can actually let the game run down. Just Just let it run, and you'll only lose, like, you know, 15 lives. Oh, so wow. if you got it up to like ninety nine, like these pros did, like they would just do that, let it run and take a break. Wow. Yeah. There was a there's a moment in Ready Player One where something like that happens, and mm-hmm. he just kind of uses this little kind of like exploit mm-hmm. to kind of like you know pa- to to pause the game kind of, but like one of those things he's like, oh, you know, I use those for my breaks. Yeah, I know in Pac Man there, I don't know what stages, but I know there are places where you can leave your character, and like nothing will happen to it. Yeah, that's what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fascinating in the uh, documentary was that, um, oh God, I can't remember. Oh, the, the, the actual player's name was Tim McVeigh, but not okay. that yeah, Tim McVeigh. Not Timothy. <laughs> yeah. They had to like make that clear. Yeah. Um, but the difficult thing too was he's playing on like an old school cabinet. So yeah. he's on a stool and he's standing, stool oh. standing up and he's got the joystick yeah, so that kind of made things difficult. Like their their elbows would like seize up and their wrists would start to hurt. So yeah. that that actually made it like a more physical contest than I was expecting. Oh yeah, no, they're definitely like they they like the ones that you used to put your put your pizza and stuff on. Like it was a table and a game cabinet. Like those were like you kind of lean you lean over even further just to get underneath there to get the joystick and stuff. Yeah. Um. For me, like you said, when you said pizza on the cabinet, I immediately thought of the uh, place I used to go to when I was a kid. It's uh, not too far from here. It's called the Pizza Store. Okay. It's still it, there? It's Okay. Here's what's sad about it. It's still there. They've updated it. The pizza, oddly enough, still tastes the same. Like, I got that sm- When I walked in, I smelled it. And I was like, oh, crap. It, it does smell like um, when I was a kid. Yeah. The cabinets are there. Oh, wow. They're just sitting there out of order. Oh. I'm like, oh. That's a... And, like, you're like... Can't you fix them? And but like that cost a fair amount of money for some of those cabinets. Yeah, you got to find someone that knows how to do it. Yeah, and then find the parts for whatever you need. So. Yeah, um, that's that's a little heartbreaking right there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was wondering like, what is that? What would that cost now? You're not making any money off it. There's actually a game. There's a like a, a hobby store. I don't know what, what to call it, but like a a game hobby store over by the comic shop comics and toys in Tustin, California <laughs> um, that, that does that stuff. They, they have, they sell pool tables and they sell like dartboards, but they also sell arcade cabinets mm. and like that kind of stuff. Those, those systems are like, you can still buy them today, like buy old ones. They also do like new refer, like not necessarily refurbished, but they make new cabinets and everything and kind of program them up with like MAME mm-hmm. and other emulators and stuff. And, it's a cool idea, but I'm just like I don't don't have the space or money for that kind of thing. Like also, just... I'm like, 
I mean, they have to exclusively make money off bars. I can't imagine like your average person walking in there trying yeah. to. Would it could even know what a, an arcade cabinet is? Like, yeah, exactly. Oh man. I mean, and you you see like I'm sure they have like you know probably. Twenty percent of, of their customers are coming from like these the small collectors market, yeah. versus you know like you said bars and especially with barcades popping up so much mm-hmm. and different places along those lines. So yeah, actually for those old games, what did you find was a better controller? Like was having like the old uh, joystick and buttons better for you, or was a controller more more your thing? Um, I mean. You don't have a choice when you're. Or is in the it depending arcade. on the game? It or? depends on the game and yeah. stuff like that. Because some of them have the the rolly, like the trackball, essentially. Oh, that golf game. I um, was uh, Golden Tee. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that one. I mean, I I saw it, but I never really played. But then I mean, I loved games like uh, Time Crisis. Oh, uh, Time Crisis. Time Crisis. I absolutely. Like that's another game where it's like you know if, you know millionaire Ken has like okay well I'm gonna get a Time <laughs> Crisis game but Time Crisis two so you can do two players yeah because it had like this and I love the fact that the gun had like a kickback feature so you've like felt it kick back each oh, time yeah. oh yeah God bless you Dave and Buster's for still having that game yeah that's <laughs> that's a t- and and by the way that's why pe- kids will still know what arcade is cabinet is because of our Dave right. and Buster's so but most people are there because of people our age though right right but I mean they still have like kids events you know during the day before you know the drunks come in like us. Yeah, I just actually I wonder what the average price for a cabinet is. It's got to be what thousand less. I don't know. I've never looked into it myself because well, I don't have that kind of money. So yeah, neither do I. And I'm like a thousand dollars. That's a Millennium Falcon, a Lego one. <laughs> we need to have like a um, make that a segment. Like check in with Ken. Like where are you on getting that Millennium Falcon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you no, know, like the, those those arcades. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I had like f- I'm like if I had five games, these were the five games. Right. And I'm trying to remember what they are now, but yeah, I loved I and that's the crazy thing too about like the Nintendo the Nintendo the NES Classic and the SNES Classic that mm-hmm. came out. Like the price form, at least you know the MSRP, the suggested retail price that they have is a good price, like $60 or $80 for 30 games. Yeah. And like that's great and they're all, you know, it all has HDMI ports so you it's such a good idea, but it's just like the the distribution of the first one was so bad. The second yeah. one's pretty been pretty good. I actually wasn't. Uh, I was telling you earlier. Earlier, I wasn't actually sold on that first one, but yeah. the SNES one. Like I looked at the games list. Like this looks like it's worth the money. Yeah. So what eighty? Yeah. If you can, if you can find it properly priced at a retail location. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not like um. Yeah. I actually checked Amazon and it's like double and triple what it's worth and i'm like you yeah. fucking assholes if you know the right people you can ask around on facebook and be like hey you know because i you know if you know some video game people like anybody got an extra one what are you looking to do with it you know just, just try and find someone who's not going crazy like they just want to get like 90 for it to cover tax like all right cool that's fine i'll, I'll pay you 90 yeah that would be fair yeah. you know you went through the trouble of picking it up so yeah. i'm like yeah, okay but yeah that's the other thing like i don't well i've never done like uh lined up outside and waited for something to release but I'm wondering, like, what people who do that now are thinking. Like, is it just scalpers? Is it people who actually want to play this game? Like, specifically for this, I'd say it's about probably fifty-fifty because I know people who. That's, well, uh, also, also I know people who are bought two because they want one for themselves and then one for one to sell. That bums me out. It's, it's what people yeah. did, like, with the Playstations on like of Christmas course. releases. Where like, oh, well, I'll buy one. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll buy two. Sell the second one for enough profit to pay for both. That way, I just essentially get a free game or free, yeah, that, free system. Yeah, that bums me out. Like no one's, everyone's gonna look for an extra buck. Like no one was just genuinely. Well, most of the people probably were, but like, there's still that good chunk that wasn't excited about the actual games. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the, the game list was so great. Like, Link to the Past alone, like that game mm-hmm. right there, I'm like, okay, I'm on board. Like, Link, yeah. to, Link to the Past is great. Of course, Super Mario World. Oh, wait, is actually is Super Mario World one of them? I don't remember. I, I want to know. I think um, Chrono Trigger was on there, too. Yeah. One of those. No, it's not. No, Chrono, it's not. Tri- Chrono Trigger wasn't, and a lot of people are upset by that. Oh, like, it wasn't. Why isn't this game on here? And I think it must have been something else, like another RPG. Yeah, well, because Square, no, Square gave them. I want to say one of the Final Fantasies. Was it Secret of Mana, maybe? No. Ah, Secret of Mana might be on there. I love Secret of Mana. Yeah. That's actually got an HD uh, one coming out of that too now soon. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm on the fence about getting it because I played the first one a lot, but it's like as much as and that's the other thing too about these systems that I I love playing those old games for like a quick minute. But, like, you know, in a month, am I going to be still be turning on? Like, oh, well, i got to continue my game for Super Metroid. And the answer is probably no. Like, I'm going to be playing other more social games, games I can play with my friends. Like, oh, hey, the guys are on. Let's go play Destiny 2. Even yeah. if I don't even – like, I love the world and lore of uh, Zelda so much more than Destiny 2. But my friends are over there, and, like, we get to socialize while we're playing. So, uh, See, that's – yeah, I, I mean, we our, talked about it last, last time, time, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm the total opposite. So I actually was lucky enough to get a copy of Zelda and a Switch, and it, it's it's the first game where I've been like genuinely excited about a game like yeah. in a long time. And the other thing is like I hope it never ends. Like I'm I, I don't want to beat it if that makes sense. I just want to keep like running around in that world. Someone yeah. was saying recently that there's some like DLC or something like that that shows you where you've traveled on the map. And so you essentially see like a trail of oh, where wow. you were and throughout the entire game. And they're like, wow, I didn't cover this map at all. Like there's parts where I never went. And it has that almost like family circus style of like, oh, you ran over here and you did this and you ran over here. It's absolutely massive. Like, um, like, and it, I've played it a lot. It, yeah. it, for, fortunately for me, it's like, I don't have a TV. I don't keep a TV in my room. It's in my office. And um, oh, Okay. That makes sense. Cause yeah. The switch is perfect for you then. Yeah. So it's just like. Okay, I have a handheld finally. Yeah. Um, and and my I had ones before, but not obviously not like a switch. Yeah. And so it's like okay, this I can actually like chip away at and make a little bit of time for. I can at least play like one or two hours before I go to bed or as I'm falling asleep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. When I'm going to sleep, it's just like I'm either doing that or I'm watching something. Um, I was. It's usually like YouTube videos or Netflix. Um. I think the last thing on YouTube I watched was the, uh, I mean, you watch Nostalgia Critic, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he just reviewed Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think it's the anniversary, <laughs> anniversary something, because like several different shows. <laughs> there, uh, dude, uh, our friend John Pingle just did it on the- Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Night of Living Nerds, or Night uh, I of hope Living he, Geeks. I hope he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, man, that movie. And I, I'm waiting for the Ready, Set, Geek episode where Cole has to go through and be like, all right, guys. This was my challenge, and you guys have to watch Green Lantern. God, I, I, would he wish that on anyone? God, I don't know. By the I way, would. The, <laughs> Green, the Green Lantern cartoon that came out around the same time is so darn good. That was the 3D one, right? Yeah. I only caught a few episodes, but you're right. It was excellent. Bruce Tim, I think, did a lot of the designs on it. He was yeah. an EP on it. It was still really good. They introduced the lan- the the multiple Lantern Corps, so you had the, the Red Lanterns of Rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had the Star Sapphires of Love. Like... I mean, not to spoil anything, but there's so much, like, yeah. it's such a good kind of, like, uh, Jeff John's storytelling being adapted so people can get an idea of, like, oh, what it, what is, what is more than just the Green Lantern? It, it's so frustrating because you see their animated team, and, you know, they're not perfect, but so many times they've, like, proven, like, this story works, this is what the character should be like, 
and they've just done it so much better than the uh, big screen adaptations. And you're like, just, just give them story duties or something. Like, let's let's bring some of that to the screen because, yeah. God, Green Lantern was rough. <laughs> it, it was rough. and But see, then also you have times where they do the killing joke, which... Yeah, that was kind of a misfire. I was man. like, why did they do that? It's a short story, but like... I would have been fine with that. Just I, leave it as it was. Yeah, leave it as it is, but also like drastically change the core ideas of some of the characters. Mm-hmm. And then recently they just did uh, Batman and Harley Quinn, and I watched that. I haven't seen it yet. It's kind of fun and kind of like a pulpy. Like if you take it, like if you try not to go in with the idea of like, oh, this is more just Batman Adventures, because every time I get one of these, I want to be like, oh, just Batman Adventures. It's or you know, Batman and Robin Adventures or Batman yeah. the Animated Series. I just want to watch that show when I see that. Right, and this is mo- this is much more of a standalone kind of old pulp uh, novel kind of thing because you have, I mean, I don't, I don't want to give too much away, but then Harley's really changed for this. And mm-hmm. some people, it's funny because some people are like, oh no, that's how Harley always is. But like, because they went with uh, Michelle Roush, from Big Bang Theory, the blonde who's married to Wallowitz. I've never seen okay. Big Bang so, Theory. So they have this new person playing Harley, which really bums me out because... Um, Tara Strong's still Tara available. Strong's still yeah. available, and like she's just... Like, she probably still... I, I bet she still has played it recently, too. She did it... I think the last time I saw her play Harley was probably one of the Arkham games. Okay, so yeah, not that long ago. Not that long yeah. ago. For the, la- the, the most recent one, Arkham Knight, and yeah. then the DLC thereafter. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, why not just bring her back? And she she has the character down really well. She's, I mean, I love, I think Arlene Sorkin is the, I mean, she created the character, or not created the character, but she embodied the character the most. Mm-hmm. But Tara Strong is easily the next, like, next in line. Yeah, I can only think of, like, maybe the casting director or the actual director, like, maybe they just wanted to do something fresher or like do their own take. That's that's really the only reasoning I see in which I, I can't be mad at them for that. That or they um, knew... But wait, wait, it was Conroy Batman? Conroy's Batman and Lauren oh. Lester's Nightwing. So well, both... see, okay, see, that I'd be like, just go with the full cast or... Well, here's yeah. the thing. I'm guessing maybe that Tara Strong knows that she, her she's worth the you know X amount. Like, oh, if that's, you're bringing back these money two, too, yeah. pay me what I'm worth. And yeah. they might have been like... Well, how about we just go with someone else? And since it's their first time, they don't know what the you know they don't know what the going rate is for voice acting. So they're gonna they're gonna be a, a cheaper yeah. get in. And I mean, Michelle oh, Rouch yeah, totally makes sense. Yeah, she. I'm I'm not trying to pick apart her performance. Her performance is fine. It's it's the performance for what they wanted. Right. But it wasn't Harley. She's more Jay She's right. more like mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. There's. There's more bounce and fun in Harley than we we had with this. Okay, so by far not the shittiest Harley you've seen. Oh no, yeah. I mean, is there is there a shitty version of Harley to you? I mean, besides the multiple cosplayers, um, <laughs> that's not fair. I mean, Harley yeah. Harley Quinn is just Deadpool for DC of just and and because the, of yeah, that, pretty much their answer to it. Yeah. Everyone like there's actually you watched Nostalgia Critic recently. He did the Green Lantern thing and the Deadpool that was there. Mm-hmm. You watched the whole thing. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, he talked to like, oh, that's not Deadpool. That's just a cosplayer acting like what he thinks is funny as Deadpool. It's like, yeah, and that's kind of the problem sometimes with Harleys. They're just like, oh, I'm I'm doing wacky oh, stuff, right. so I'm fun and I'm Harley. It's like. Uh, and you're psychologically damaged and yeah, went like, through a lot of shit. There's, and <laughs> there's no reason you would want to be with the Joker. He's an atrocious person. Yeah. Like, ugh. Um, well, what about Suicide Squad version of her? Did you think it was bad or? I, I, I was okay with it. Yeah, I, I didn't. That's kind of how I felt. Yeah. I, I like, I don't. It was. <laughs> it, eh. It's just. It, it, I, my problems with that movie, like I, when I think about, it, like, oh, do where I where to ha- start? That's right. your first problem. Exactly. Like. <laughs> 
there's so many things to just just be like, what is going on here? Like the fact that, oh, um, Deadshot's gonna stand up on top of this car and start using his rifle, shoot all these guys, like. Right, but they all have rifles too. Like you're with like, you're with a bunch of marines. <laughs> it's 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 like he's oh no he's got a sword. Yeah. You idiot! We've all got swords. <laughs> like that part is like right there. You all have guns, and Harley Quinn is over here with a baseball bat. Yeah, and you have assault rifles. What are you doing? Yeah, like they're not indestructible beings. Like then why did we need the Suicide Squad if they're if you can just kill them with gunshots? Yeah, like that's that was one of my problems with Avengers. Hey, hey, they had Slipknot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was one of my problems with Avengers when they first came out was that um Black Widow's just like doing all these hops and flips and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then shooting handguns. I'm like like if she's using her wrist blasters, which are you know, those are hers mm-hmm. and you know the the power on those are variable. Were they blasters? Or were they, was it that way in the comics? Oh, Not, in the comics she in has In the comics blast- they're like blasters, right? Yeah, well the, okay. and, and it's, but, it's 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 her widow's sting and they also yeah, yeah. have them in uh, the late the I th- want to say Age of Ultron. Yeah, but it's more like a stun thing. It's not like a long distance right weapon. Yeah. But in the first movie, she's just using handguns. I'm like, yeah, okay. Cops and the army have more than handguns. Mm-hmm. So if you can take out the Shatari with just that, then your handguns like at least at one point she takes one of their staffs and start using their weapons. Cool. At least then I'm on board. But don't use handguns. Otherwise, the threat is not that threatening if for me to buy in because. Cops and Marines can do pretty much the same thing, so... Yeah, but there aren't a lot of busty, red-headed cops, which is a goddamn shame, America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, okay, when you're... What's the... What's just the worst adaptation? We'll start with TV, because I... Not in TV. I'll start with movies, because I feel like I know what you'd say for TV, but let's start with movies. What's the worst one that you could think of? It's hard to say. Like, man, it'd have to be one that... The worst adaptation that I've watched, and I've seen both versions of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for example, for me, it's Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, Catwoman's, that is, Catwoman's really bad. It's yeah. interesting enough, too, like certain things, like they did pick certain things out of the history to use, but it was bad, but I didn't expect anything from it, too. That's the other side of it, too, is... Okay, so that's what you factor in when yeah, you... What, my, what's my expectations. Bad. Well, okay. it's, it's, it's bad, but I didn't have any... It didn't. It didn't like. Oh, that destroyed my expectations. I didn't expect anything from you, Catwoman. Mm-hmm. So you didn't let me down. Like if right. I go in expecting a, a B movie or a C movie, and I'm given a C movie, I'm like, oh. Well, what about uh, what about Tobey Maguire? Oh God. <laughs> For you, that's a shitty. That one's a a debate, at least among the network. For you, because you did not like that one. I don't like Tobey Maguire. Period. I don't uh. think Kristen Dunst does a great job either i don't think then I, I think some of the dialogue is really subpar there i think that like when you compare plot lines between uh, amazing and original like uh, original has some better plot lines it has some better uh villains but like if you're ma- like the movie i'm there for spider-man mm-hmm. that's who i'm there for and if spider-man doesn't work for me then the movie doesn't work for me and that's where i find the biggest fault in those movies is toby Maguire. Because Peter, oh God! Did he like steal your lunch money? Like what happened? Like no, like he, well, I, I have seen him in public, and 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 like there's a story. He's eyeing my girl, so I gave him five across the eyes. No, there's a story there. We out at a restaurant, and he was there too, and he was kind of a dick. And for real, yeah. Oh the, shit! To the server and stuff. And, okay, that's and to other people. That's rough. And that's where I'm like, dude, like, yeah. But that that's another story. But just his performance, he's very milk toast, and okay. it's either either just like. Oh, all shucks. Or just like, no! Like, he doesn't have, like, 
there's no fun and joy. Like that's <laughs> Andrew Garfield got that. Like he had the humor. He had the 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 enjoyment that Peter Parker gets once he puts on that mask. He now gets to step out and be like, oh no, now I'm Spider Man. Toby never had that. Toby was just either morose or the he's he's deplorable. But and, would you call that like the the worst adaptation you've seen for these? Um, the worst adaptation of a character, yes. The worst adapta- adaptation of a story, no. No. Okay. Um, how about uh, let's see. I think how about, how about how about Spawn? How about that one? Spawn was fine, but again, yeah, that's that, that's fine. a matter of expectations. I have no expectations for. I think the only thing that I have, like str- big, the big expectations for, is like the the larger superhero movies, like Spawn. I know it's kind of done on a, on an indie budget. Mm-hmm. That's one thing too, like about Inhumans that came out. Like I know, like this is it's more what's the term more out uh, outer world knowledge than the story. Mm-hmm. They had to put that thing together in five weeks. It shows. I haven't yeah. seen it, but like that trailer looks atrocious. Yeah, and the same thing from like Iron Fist. That thing feels so rushed. I I, I feel like that's for TV. Since you've already gone yeah. into it, like is that your worst one for TV? adaptations uh, again i'd have to sit down and, like look at different stuff i mean like we can I, watch nightman if you want the see if mo- that's worse <laughs> nightman is fun but again <laughs> because if you go in like if you're looking for a b movie and someone hands you yeah. a B movie you're like oh that's exactly what i wanted yeah but like um i'd say avatar last airbender the movie that is one of the expectations are here and just utter I c- crap I, I couldn't get through like the first 15 minutes of it yeah because they kept saying oh i'm ang oh yeah. nice to meet you ung and like just say their names right. Yeah. Who are you, Cole? Like, get it together. <laughs> oh man, but uh, that the only way I saw any other footage of it was through Nostalgia Critics review. I saw that re- was the only way I could like see what happened where they ended it. I watched the whole thing only once via riff tracks. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, via riff tracks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> At least it was riff tracks. Yeah. I I couldn't. I think we started up and like they start, like I'm like after hearing how bad it was. I'm like, no, I'll just watch Rift Tracks. Watch it. I enjoyed it because it's Rift Tracks. Yeah. It's really weird because there's, there's kind of an art to a shitty movie. Because oh, there's, there's shitty movie that you enjoy so much, and then there's shitty that just bums you out. Like, bums me out was like Batman vs. Superman. I was just a bummer. Yeah, Man of Steel um, is... Oh, and Man of Steel. Actually, maybe I, I, I think I dislike Man of Steel just a bit more. Yeah, because... because boring as shit and, and this character who's supposed yeah. to be our pinnacle boy scout character who is, is not <laughs> is just this like oh my dad taught me maybe i should let people die like no yeah <laughs> that's not what are you kidding me you zach snyder inherently doesn't understand superman oh does, yeah that was he doesn't obvious from the get-go <laughs> and like and i trust me like i think zach snyder has some visual ideas and stuff as far as like a way to shoot a movie like case in point you can look at sucker punch that mm-hmm. movie's story is a hot pile of shit. But There's a story? Yeah, it's twisted, too. <laughs> it's twisted as F. Um, but, like, visually, it's like, oh, this looks really kind of cool. Like, there's some fun stuff there. Yeah, if he was hired as a cinematographer, I wouldn't be that mad at all, to right. be honest. Yeah. yeah, I think the same thing for Michael Bay. I think Michael Bay yeah. can shoot a movie like nobody else. Oh, and, yeah. And he has a vision for things. But keep him the F away from the story. <laughs> like, Transformers... Can does it's visually enjoyable, and that's why people keep going back. Yeah. But the story is just horseshit. How did you feel? Did you take uh, Ninja Turtles personally? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I t- especially the sequel that came out on my birthday. Okay. Oh that man, that was a kick in the that, dick. That was a specific fuck They're you like, to Ken. Exactly. Like, wait, what, what's his birthday? 
this is when number two <laughs> comes out with Casey Jones played by Stephen Amell. And he the only Arrow. wears the he only wears the mask like for what two seconds? I I, I haven't seen it yet because I don't have the rift tracks yet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a that movie was a lot of like, hey, this is cool that it's there, and then it was gone. And that was it was just like for the uh, second one or the first for the second one. one. Okay. And it was just like, hey, that's cool. That's it. Uh, it's gone. I it was, was just like you didn't get to enjoy any of it. It was, I was really weird. I was troubled by the first one. Then when twenty percent of the cast wanted to sleep with April O'Neil, including the turtles, like. Vern and Mikey Whoa. are constantly trying to like constantly hit it on April. I'm like, can can we just not? I mean, this is supposed to be like for kids. Although I do so, feel bad for the turtles. They're teenagers, and I'm like, what the fuck do they come inside? You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like do like they can't they can't, they can't date their own species because like where are they gonna find a turtle like their size? They can't really find like a human. And like, that's that's another problem with that movie is the shifting size of the turtles. Like they're. Like oh yeah, they're gigantic. Big. And then but in the cartoon, they're like tiny, right? Well, that and like, and like four feet tall or something. Sometimes during the fights too, like they'll smash up against them. I'm like, wait, they're not. They're that oh, big. This, oh, you mean the actual scaling? The yeah, actual yeah, scaling yeah. within <laughs> the movie goes wonky at times. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on here? At least that shot, bro. That's what it looked like visually to me. That's <laughs> it. That movie, yeah. Those. That's that's one where I'm like adaptation is just like, good god. And also <laughs> considering like they nailed it in the 90s with that movie. Like that first movie holds up now. The second that, one, it, it was really good. The second one too still is a lot of fun too. It's like yeah, it's like a necessary sequel. But yeah. like yeah, th- those first two. Oh, and, and like they still hold up. The the Henson Company's uh, animatronics on those those masks and everything. That third one though, they're great. That third one though, that was. Well, here's a question for you. That was a little rough. What would you rather watch? The third Ninja Turtles movie, sorry, third Ninja Turtles movie, uh-huh. or Ninja Turtles: The Next Mutation? Wait, next mutation was the was the car- the the TV show one with Venus de Milo, the female oh, turtle. Oh wow, that was I totally forgot about that. That yeah. was rough. Yeah. The only reason I watched any of it was because they had a crossover with Power Rangers. Yep. <laughs> Actually, that's why I got a Netflix account because Power <laughs> Rangers was on there. This is like years ago. Yeah. Net- Power Rangers was on there, and it was in space, which is my favorite season. In space is your favorite. Yeah. Interesting. And then, um, but yeah, I just I knew that crossover happened. In that season, I'm like, well, I got to get it now. I got to get Netflix now because of that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ended up just watching the whole, like, that whole season of Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, wow, that adaptation was rough. And, like, am I mistaken? Like, was that supposed to be related to the movies? It sounded like it was sort of. The next mutation? No, yeah. the next mutation was almost, I don't, I honestly, you don't, I was about to try and speak um, intellectually of it. Like, I have a knowledge of it. <laughs> I don't. Like, I mean, I think it's just it don't it, don't worry. That's probably a good thing. It made us think of the the movie because they use a lot of the same rigging and stuff like yeah. that. But I have no idea. Here's another question about adaptation. What about the new Power Rangers movie? Did you see it? I didn't see it. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. I okay. St- yeah. Even after the fact, I don't like the Zord design. I think uh, that's really only, the only problem I had with it. I yeah. still want to give it a chance because, like, I mean, everyone said the story was fine. Yeah, so I, I'm like, I yeah. fully recommend it. Like, definitely check out the new Power Rangers movie. Okay. And just like my only problem is the. Kind of the suit design and the yeah and the Zord design. Like he uh, Zach has the mastodon, but it has like eight legs. And I'm like, what mastodon He's had eight? Sure, okay, yeah. And like that's that's where I'm like, who, who okay these designs? Like, why did we go with yeah. this? See, the, but that's that's one thing for me though. It's much. I don't know why this is, but it's much easier for me to overlook like uh, design choices as opposed to a story. As long as the story's good, right. For some reason, that's way easier for me to look look right. past. Like, it might look like shit, but like, okay, it was still good. 
Right, and, and and there's there's stuff that's you know set in the real like the the Dawson's Creek part of Power Rangers that it is. That's all fine and good, and you know I you know you go around Angel Grove, the stories take place. It's fine, and it's, all the characters are good and enjoyable and have depth. But I just my my only thing is the designs. Yeah, that's no, that's my that's my only sticking point. Yeah, that, I mean I I feel like a lot of fans our age felt that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in that sense, it didn't sound like it was a bad adaptation. Oh no, not at all. But but back to TV, it, it sounds like Iron Fist might be your choice for worst adaptation. Well, we, we, or was there a worse like superhero TV show you can think of? Live action or cartoon? Uh, let's go live action. Because um, that seems to be where a lot of like the trouble lies for TV shows. Trump. There was that terrible like Wonder Woman. I don't know if you saw any footage of that. Oh, the David E. Kelly one? The with Adrian Palicki was the... Yeah, yeah. that David, David E. Kelly. Yeah. The, yeah, Adrian Palicki was, and I I never saw it. I would have liked to see it. Which, I saw some of it. Oh, completely uh, sidetracking here, but so I recently started watching Supernatural, and Adrian Palicki's like in the first... Um, like the first episode or so, mm-hmm. and she her has a slight uh, recurring role, and, and I'm like, oh wow, she's in there. And it's funny too, like seeing sci-fi characters that cycle in from different shows all the time. <laughs> like, oh hey, there's Chief from uh from Battlestar Galactica, or hey, there's this character. Isn't she and on Agents of Shield too? She's on, yeah. Now she's she's uh Bobby Morris Mockingbird. Oh okay. In the comic book, she's um Hawkeye's uh, ex-wife. That's one I wish they would at adapt Hawkeye. I, well, I mean, uh, Matt, Matt Fraction, like well, that, that Hawkeye. That's the thing, though, is like they, because they've already in, set up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that they have their own, they have essentially the Ultimates Hawkeye, because in, yeah. in, the, in the Ultimates Universe, he's a family man with you mm-hmm. know, kids and everything. But the closest you get to Matt Fraction Hawkeye would be uh, Hunter, I feel, in, in the show. I haven't, I haven't seen Agents of Shield. The closest is Hunter, and it's funny, too, in a recent, like, um, Hawkeye or is it Hawkeye or Mocking, probably Mockingbird comic. They make the they make the reference like yeah these guys these two guys can kind of be interchangeable for that role that they play of just kind of like the Lothario at times and the 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 some the the reluctant hero kind of character. Okay. So so I mean, do you have? Okay. So is, so is Iron Fist up there if he's <laughs> not your worst overall? Yeah, I mean, mainly because it's like I had expectations going in from uh, Daredevil uh-huh. and from Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. I had expectations, so I'm like, okay, like this will at least be. Oh my god! Everyone after those shows, everyone's expectations were high. But yeah. when you kept when you kept uh, when you kept seeing press for it, it just kept going lower and yeah. lower and lower. And I, I I try to not have expectations when something new's coming out. I'm like, let me let me give it a fair shot. Yeah. And boy, this was really difficult to give a fair shot. It's and it's so God, it's such a muddled and it, again, I think it's just a matter of they're trying to put stuff out too quick sometimes. Case and I oh, think yeah. I think that was the point the problem with Inhumans, I think that's absolutely the problem with Iron Fist. I think that there's casting issues there. Well, how how was Inhumans like that? Oh, so you know what's interesting? Was it was it just one episode that came out? Like, I don't even know two two okay. episodes, which essentially form like the it's one of those like two hour yeah. specials. And it's on ABC, right? It's on ABC. Okay. You know what's really interesting too? Uh, I listened to the Race at Geek episode about it. Yeah. They don't mention at all the increased diversity in it. The uh, are the oh RG yeah guys. the the fish dude. He's um what's he, his name? He's the guy who's from um Street Fighter. Assassin's Fist, he's Ryu. Yeah, that guy. But also, you've got uh, Karnak, who's also is Asian now. Mm-hmm. You've got um, Gorgon, who's a black guy, and 
Because Ray said geek hates diversity. You heard it yeah, here, folks. I know. No. I, don't, I don't know why they just like, they ripped on the show. Probably because they're they're Trump supporters over there. And Jason hates Micronesians. It's the I, weirdest. No. I've, have you seen the the flags in his room? God, it's scary. Um, um, but like, and so it's like I I thought that wasn't like there's trust me the show has problems galore, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of them would have been solved with simply more time. But I also think that they should have just introduced in humans uh, the the all these characters through Agents of Shield. Like they should have just mm-hmm. done like the with, with Agents of Shield lately. They've done like half seasons for story arcs. Yeah. So like the first half of the last season was uh, Ghost Rider, and then yeah. the second half was LMD slash Hydra, mm-hmm. and it was really good. Like the last season, like they could have spent half a season just dedicated to introducing the Inhumans, and then Inhumans step off from there and backdoor pilot into their own show. The, the weird thing about Inhumans, though, when um, they announced that was going to be for TV, I thought that was a little too ambitious for TV. Like, there was no... I, when they said that, I'm like, there's no way this is going to look that good. Yeah. And the, the problem is... Although, I'll give him... What's the dog's name? Lockjaw? Lock, yeah. Yeah. I, he looks decent for TV CG. He lives... In does the, it get worse in some other scenes? It does. And oh, it's boy. and again, because it's it's it's... It's not only you know a TV like reg- like a network TV budget, yeah, which can a sliding scale there, oh, yeah. but also it's like their their time frame. Like you give someone like le- like less than right. two months to put together a show, that's oh, a lot right. of assets you have to build in CG. That's just not going to work. Yeah, and also like it's interesting because they've got kind of like a because you have the royal hi- hierarchy in, um, at Atlan. I want to say it's Atlan. That's where the Inhumans live on the moon. Sure. Um, there's like there there's a very strong Game of Thrones vibe where they're like, oh, you know, overthrow the king, and you know, you need to support him, and this, that, and the other thing. Well, Ramsay is there, so yeah. And there's this 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 bit of subterfuge and stuff. Okay. And so there's there's a vibe they're trying to go for there, but just because like the script needed like two or three more passes. Oh but yeah. That's but you don't have that time. It's like they just got so, cast like um, you know two weeks ago and pushed it through. Like, so do you feel that if it got through this first season and they got greenlit for another, you think it would be noticeably better? No, because the problem with television, like case in point, look at Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Walking Dead is a runaway hit from yeah. when it started up. The second season, they had less money than the first. How do you do that? How do you take a show like, oh, this is a hit show. Let's take away some of the money from that's it. That's one I couldn't tell you. Like, I'm just like that. That's one of those decisions that I'm sure some businessman could explain it. But I'm still like, as a as a casual, I'm like, yeah. I why would you do that? And give that, them more. Like, what, what yeah. are you guys doing? What, and that's why I would say like, no. Like the second season, it depending on the, how the show, mm-hmm. how the producers are going, or what's going to happen there, they could pull pull a quarter of the budget, and you suddenly have to do the up the ante with less money. Like, how do you? Like so, the way sh- shows are o- honestly sometimes set up to fail, and this mm-hmm. one was like, like, well, we got we've got this open block before we get back to Shield, so we've got to throw this together, so we fill in this gap before Shield starts up again. Like, okay, well, we could no, 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 don't do anything else, just making humans work. Like, yeah. no, like we need to workshop this. Like, yeah. we need. Like, I mean, this is uh, this is tangential to, to that, but case in point, I love the very first game of Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. And that took years in the making. Mm-hmm. They talk about how they went from concept to concept to concept till they finally kind of just got this one idea and then ran with it and yeah. made this great game. But like the concept stage was several years. The 
manufacturing of the game a bit, the like the the engine, all that stuff, yeah. was about a year. So when they went to make the sequel, they said, "Oh, well, you made the last one in a year, so make the second one in a year." It's like, no, we made it over five, but only one of it was to the mechanical side of it. Right. Four of it was to the story. Yeah. Unless you have that time to just pedigree and and polish that story, you're not going to get a quality quality oh, thing out of it. Yeah, and that um, it's very evident in Iron Fist. Yeah. Which is like, I again, I this Iron Fist is my first Iron Fist. I knew of the character. I never read him, but yeah. so this is my first, like, taste of the character. I'm usually very like I try to be as fair as possible when yeah. I review something. This one, I'm like, man, this sucked. And I'm also sorry. This sucked. <laughs> and I know, like, I don't. You don't like to point fingers, but. I mean, it's on Finn Jones a, a fair amount. And oh, also, yeah, it's on him. Yeah. Also, the directors for not saying, like, oh, yeah. oh, you know, can we take another run at that? But yeah. then again, did they have the time to take another? Did they have time to do two more takes? Did they have the time to get him in shape and teach him how to <laughs> look convincing when he's fighting? Like, Clearly not. The, yeah, it was, um, it's really rough. And it, it's strange because I want to, for, for Finn Jones, yeah, I don't think he was the the right uh, person for the role. Wh- and I'm not even talking about like the the race um, controversy before with his casting, but right, we can get to that later. But with him, it's it's just strange because, well, okay, Let's see see if this sounds weird to you. When he was Sir Loras on Game of Thrones, yeah, him knocking the mountain off a horse, it was like, oh, that was believable there for some reason. It was believable because they they, they set it up properly, you know. They set it up properly, but also I think even at that point, Baelish says like, oh, hey, the reason this just happened mm-hmm. is because his horse is in heat yeah. and it's throwing off the other horse. Yeah. Like they gave you exposition to be like, hey, this right. is why it works. Yeah. And and he was actually good in that role, I thought. Like I felt like that's something he could pull off. Yeah. I mean, the for the role, what the role asked yeah, for, yeah. he gave and yeah. that, I was fine with it. I had no problems with him as Loris. Yeah. But this one, again, like they gave setup to him, yeah. which was, just did not work. And they, he's like, well, he sets up himself a lot. Like he, Flat out tells everyone he's the Iron Fist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, none of those fight sequences were convincing at all. Defenders, like there were a couple of scenes where I'm like, okay, he's been working, but it's still not quite there. But Iron Fist, like his own show, I was just like, wow, this is so rough. And I think we just recently heard that he'll be joining in Luke Cage season two. Sorry. And uh, it's like, I mean, man. as I stated before. After watching Iron Fist, I'm like, okay, him and Luke Cage are supposed to be best friends at some point. I don't want to be his best friend. Why would Luke Cage? And I don't see, I, I don't see where that would come from. That like, oh, I want to take you under my wing. Almost. I guess that's the only way it could come across. But then he's too much of a pompous little kid. I couldn't see those two actors being best friends in real life. Let alone like the two characters. I'm like, this is gonna be rough. Yeah. I mean, I. Th- I just the, I I don't want to speak outside of the show, but just those two characters, the, the Luke Cage, the the I want to say a little more weathered Luke Cage that we have mm-hmm. versus this just young punk Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. He just like I'm the Iron Fist. I mean, like, they in Defenders they kind of touched on like his privilege privilege a little bit. Yeah. Do you think like they would use? Do you think they would use that more? In season two, I, I mean, I'm thinking that's where they're going with it. I, they, they have to because yeah, I, I don't right? see where else they go with that story for these two. Like, yeah, I I don't like. I'm not looking forward to. This actually makes me less inclined to be happy about Luke Cage. 
Which sucks because I liked the first season. Oh, no. Especially those first six episodes. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Uh, The only problem I had with Luke Cage was the fact that they set him as coming from Georgia as opposed to New York. That part threw me off a little bit mm-hmm. because he's born in New York. He's he's, yeah, he's born like, and raised in yeah. New York. He's that's he's why Harlem. Like, yeah, that's why when he goes when he you know comes back, he's Harlem. Like it's mm-hmm. his home. That's so when he came back at, in Defenders, I'm like, he's like, no, this is my city. It's like, is it? I guess you could swing it like as in that's the home he chose versus like that's, it's his adopted home. Yeah. And I get that, but it just yeah. it feels it doesn't like I don't know why I, they made I see that what change. you're getting at. Yeah, mainly just why to make that change. Yeah. Like how does it how does it strengthen the character mm-hmm. to make him not from the area? Yeah, like but, he should he should know a lot of people in the block. Yeah, but those two in Defenders like didn't help me at all when it came to Iron Fist. It, this is the first time in a show where I'm like actively cheering for like somebody off in, to off a character. Oh yeah, like that opening sequence where Iron Fist is like fighting someone. I'm like, yes, get him, get him, and then I'm just, oh, he lived every time. And then there's a, even this one uh, action sequence where it's three fourths of the defenders going in to save him, and I was like, I was really enjoying the show at that moment. I was like, oh, this is cool. Those three teamed up and they're gonna go storm this fortress and yeah. And then when he came back, I was like, "Oh, I, d- I just, well. <laughs> I just kept saying I wanted him to be s- like, stuck at the bottom of that building at the end of it." No, I just <laughs> wanted them to like he he his face gets hurt, and then he uses the Iron Fist to heal it, <laughs> and then he looks like a really different person after yeah. the Iron Fist heals him. Like, oh, and he got in shape all of a sudden. Yeah, I guess, he yeah. suddenly completely looks different. <laughs> but that Iron Fist moves in mysterious ways. Well, no, so. that's that's no. If the building had fallen on him at the end of it. Then they could do that. <laughs> See, I mean, but here's, I mean, this is spoilers for Defenders, so hopefully everyone's watched it so far. Yeah, it's been but this long is enough. Uh, Daredevil is just going to pick up with him meeting his mom. That's right. So because yeah. his mom's his mom's a nun, so that's that's where we're going there. Which I'm on board because Daredevil's been great. I've really enjoyed yeah. it. There's, I mean, there's been some, uh, there's been a few things that I would nitpick at it, but otherwise, yeah. it's been great. I always felt like if you're just at nitpicking and that's it, you're like, you know, it's probably fine. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I, I acknowledge too. Yeah. Like when I watch stuff, I'm like, oh, I have some stupid little nitpicks that don't really matter, mm-hmm. but they're still in my head. But then there's stuff where I'm like, this is dumb. Why, why would Paul Kent say it's okay to let people die? This yeah. make <laughs> no, that's not that's not Superman. That's why. The, that's why I was like, "Oh, I'm glad that movie's called Man of Steel because that's not Superman." Yeah, I was just like, "Man, Kevin Costner wanted out of this movie." Oh, <laughs> uh, and but that's, I, that's okay. another great. I'm sorry, I'm going to cut off here. That's yeah. another great thing about the original uh, Christopher Reeves. By his father passing from a heart attack, hmm. there's nothing he can do. Yeah, to exactly. Stop that. Yeah, that that shows. Despite all your powers, you can't save me. Right. As opposed to. Despite all your powers, you won't save you, you me. You chose not to because save someone. Dumb stuff. Yeah, that's just idiotic. And I was just, yeah, I, I couldn't get over that. <sighs> it was that was a struggle to get through. That After that point, I was like, how did I finish that movie? The movie's so dumb. Yeah. Um, but back to Iron Fist, I was trying to think of um, actual bright spots, and I'm like, oh, I liked um, Jessica Henwick as Colleen Wing. Yeah, I really um, like her. I liked Misty. I liked uh, Claire being there again. I love Claire. She's awesome. Yeah, I'm just like, I just want their show already. But Daughters of the Dragon, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if Claire's part of that. It's just, just a duo, right? She's not. No, technically she'd be Night Nurse, which they make, they call her in the Luke Cage series. Oh, okay. She's so one, there's a reference to a character. Yeah, yeah they, call, they call her the Night Nurse in the comics. There's a couple different people that have played kind of the role of the Night Nurse, but she's one of them. Okay. Um, Dang it, you just, oh, uh, Rosario Dawson. 
Yeah. Um, in something recently, I mean, actually, I think it's an old article, and it's been brought up again recently. Rosario Dawson has, has expressed interest in playing Ahsoka Tano in a live-action Star Wars movie. Oh, I'd be so down for that. I'm down for that if Ashley Eckstein, the actual voice of Ahsoka Tano, d- uh, bows out, but she's also very petite and small. Mm-hmm. She's a very short gir- uh, girl or mm-hmm. woman. Um, but if if she declines, then yes, go with Rosario Dawson. I think mm-hmm. she's got the physicality to it. I think she'd have the presence to play that character, especially if you're looking at the the later the later versions of her in mm-hmm. some other shows. Mm-hmm. Like it's great. Yeah, <clears throat> and she's a dying piece. Um, anywho, what did you think of? Um, I don't know if you saw this, but they showed Misty with the new arm. Have yeah, you seen? What I do you saw, think? I saw a still of it. It looked looked pretty like a. Uh, um, like modern, current. That's mm-hmm. shouldn't be current, but like some of the three D printed. Because um, it's only it's only Danny Rand money, not Tony Stark money. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I'm curious if you know if we're gonna see some later versions of it, and like where it's almost, it it's more indistinguishable. Like it's like oh, because in in some versions you you don't even tell that it's a that it's a prosthetic. That it's a, I'm I'm just thinking it's like God damn it, Danny Rand, you fucked up again. You just, yeah. <laughs> why don't you just pay for the Stark arm, not just go through your own hospital? <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the kind of problem we hit with this Marvel Cinematic Universe because yeah, wait, I just thought of that. Like he's he he owns a hospital. I'm like, how's he managing all this shit? It's just okay. yeah. That's the thing is like even so a while back, Ike Perlmutter, who is in, is the president of Marvel. Um, because of a, essentially a dispute between him and some of the people in the film division, Kevin Feige, he was always uh, being like, "Oh no, you don't want to spend that much." He, he's being a real tightwad with things, and that's he's yeah. he's been said to be that. So I'm, I don't feel too bad saying that. But um, Kevin Feige reached out to Disney and said, "Hey, can you separate us so that we?" So that I can make the movies that you want us to make, and he has no no way to step in on that, and so they got separated. So that actually wow. put a bigger divide between uh, Marvel movies and Marvel's TV. Like Shield is still part of like this the the idea, but they're the cross. There doesn't they're just such a different part of it. Yeah, yeah, like we don't get any crossovers. Like I loved when we had Lady Sif in the first season. Like oh, there oh, so there there hasn't been another crossover like that. Not since like season three. Wow. Like there's been like things that kind of led into it. Like before Age of Ultron came out, um, they found like a Hydra base, and like uh, Coulson. One of the things Coulson did was like gave the info to to uh, Nick Fury to give to them, so they could go. And then that's why at the start of Age of Ultron, they're attacking that Hydra base. Mm. And so like that's that's like the the as much crossover as you get. But there's never a moment where it's like, hey, you know, Rhodey, why don't you come in here and help us out with the War Machine and. It's, I don't know. Here's another question I have about that show, and I think you you and JPG might have answered it um, a while ago. But, um, so how come they don't know about, the Avengers don't know about Coulson? Is he really that well hidden on the show, or like what's... I guess is the <laughs> answer, because I don't... That's, I <laughs> that's the thing, though. Like, there's times where he's, he, I don't... <sighs> I don't know how to answer that because they they really? haven't they've never really addressed that and I'm trying to remember oh, I hate that if he's because he I mean he's he's been seen by other agencies yeah but I don't know if he's ever stepped I'm trying to remember if he's ever stepped in front of a camera and said you know I lead Shield because they they've had other people as the director and people can't see my finger quotes but people have stepped in as the director of Shield and it's not you know he's he's behind the scenes mm-hmm. and so I I honestly don't know if that's the case and I thought. If in the original Civil War comic book, it ends with Captain America and Tony fighting, and then a bunch of 
like different civil servants jump in and try and stop the fight. So a cop, a firefighter, and all these different people who are these civil servants stop Captain America in the middle of the fight saying, hey, you need to stop this. Look around what you're doing. And the, he looks around and he sees the destroyed battleground. He's like, yeah. he's like, what have I done? Like, This is supposed to be about standing up for your beliefs, but it's turned into this giant devastating war. Mm-hmm. And so Cap stops the, the stops Civil War right there. Mm-hmm. One of the things I, I posited in my head is like, Oh, what if instead of having, you know, those civil servants, you have Coulson jump in the middle of the fight and be like, hey, stop this. And that would that would shock the crap out of Captain America and Tony. Like, wait, you're alive? Mm-hmm. Like, that would stop them and be like, whoa, what's going on here? And right. I thought that, like, that might be what they did instead, but instead they just had him beat the crap out of Tony. Because yeah. you've got to be thinking, like, Coulson must constantly be, like, trying to hide himself because, I mean... Tony has all these resources. They're all over the world all the time. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like, the, like he'll still talk to um, Maria Hill, and she pops over in like this movie or that. And then wait, Maria Hill's been on Agents of Shield. Yeah, I, I know she's in like the first twenty minutes. Yeah, no, which she's, is about as far as I got. But she's been in multiple seasons, and she knows Coulson's alive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a what a bitch. And I they've had, I think they had. Uh, Nick Fury like once in the first season. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything later on. Maybe like a uh, like a, a face on a screen somewhere. Like Sam Jackson still hanging around. Sec, quit, grab him. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, why not have him occasionally? I mean, I know yeah. he's essentially. I don't know what he is now because it's like last we saw him, if I remember correctly, he was bringing the helicarrier to Sokovia, and then disappears when they start. Is he anything? Nothing else, right? Nothing else, as far as I can remember. Okay. At the end, at the end of Avengers two, he brings in a hell carrier to Sokovia and gets all the people off that that the floating island thing, in the city. Mm. And then, at, then you get to Civil War, and Thunderbolt Ross is over here yelling about needing to control people. I'm like, dude, you caused more trouble chasing the Hulk than anyone. Yeah. Like the Hulk would have been fine if you didn't keep chasing him. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It, God, it's really funny thinking like, all that crazy stuff happens. And like Iron Fist is still part of that world. <laughs> Did I, we even get a costume from him? Not really, right? No. I mean, the closest you got, they, they got nods to him, like the monk robes. Yeah, that's like colors wise. That's all you really get. I, I mean, to be honest, I wasn't a big fan of Iron Fist costume to begin with. But the bandana thing, in just all of it. I'm like, ah, oh, this looks kind. It, it's very dated. I'll yeah. put it that way. But well, yeah, I mean, still, it, they, yeah. they could have done something. Yeah, they, they, there's multiple things. I mean, especially now with the current comics, if like the David Walker, Power Man and Iron Fist, it's more of a nod to the Bruce Lee, like, I don't, what's, not jumpsuit, but like tracksuit. Yeah, tracksuit. And like he has, he's done that with like the green and yellow uh, stripes. Mm-hmm. So you still have his colors just in that costume now. Yeah, see, that makes a bit more sense. And... Yeah, because it's, a, you know, he can move in it and there's there's good reasons there, but like his his classic costume is very dated. The big flared collar, the yeah. open chest thing, so you see his, his <laughs> tattoo or brand, whatever you want to call it. Oh, man, that 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 was another thing that bummed me out. Like I thought the tattoo would look good on him, and like no, it didn't. It was just like everything <laughs> was just such a letdown. Yeah, when it was, I mean, centering around the character. I mean, who went through an arc on that show? It really like maybe Colleen sort of the Meachams or Ward at least. No, yeah, that's the thing. Is like yeah. at the at the beginning of the show, I'm like, God, these characters, I don't like any of them. At the end of it, I actually like Ward the most. I think. Yeah, and I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, why do I not? Yeah. God, I, I like Ward's the guy I'm behind the most. This is ridiculous. Um, Colleen has a Colleen has a bit of him because yeah. she, she goes gets out of you know 
I I I never want to talk about spoilers too much, but too directly because I'm I'm weird like that. But like Colleen has a pretty strong uh, arc. Iron Fist doesn't. He doesn't learn a damn thing. Through Defenders, I don't think he learns he, anything. He barely. He's like, oh, it's bigger than what I thought. I'm still an idiot. Yeah. God, just you are useless. Oh kid. man, when they tied him up to the chair, I was like, yes, just leave him there for the rest man. of the show. <laughs> I, that was the only thing that like. Only thing about it that was I, that I was cheering for in Defenders, that I was, was just that, like, "God damn it!" Just someone, just off him. Like we were so close with um, who Stick. almost killed him? Stick. I was just like, "Yeah, just let him do it." <laughs> that was one problem I had with uh, Jessica Jones in Defenders is, it felt like she just fell back. Like you watch, yeah, she Jones, had her quips and yeah, and it's like, know. and again, it's because it's an ensemble piece, so everyone has to play a role, and they all have to, they only have so much time to dedicate to each character. But like Jessica Jones in her own series has this arc, and mm-hmm. she she gets through it, and she's she's at a she's at a better place than she was when she started. Yes, in this, she just feels like she's kind of like two steps back again, and I'm like, and I I get it, but it's it's also like it it feels like a slight disservice to the character. Like, we can't have her moving forward well, at all. Well, you know, what a waste of an actress, too. Yeah. It's like, oh, you had her for that. You could have done a little bit more. I but at this, I I would want to argue, though, that, well, not argue, but maybe that would be more in with Jessica Jones' character. Like, I don't, she's not very, she doesn't want to be in a team. Like, maybe that's what they're going for, and they probably did it too much, is my guess. I think the harder part, too, is that it's the, the show version, because also in the comic, she does step forward in her character, but she mm-hmm. steps forward as part of a couple with Luke Cage. Yeah, like her, they have a kid in the comic, right? She does. Yeah, yeah they yeah. have a kid in the comic, and the kind of, that's one of the kind of I want to say the pitfalls of the comics. There is that with the comics, she's not like she's pretty much everyone's read Alias and got this idea of who she is, and then as she stepped forward as a character, it was more her and Luke together, and so she didn't have anywhere else to really go. She just became the superhero wife with a kid and oh, and so it's okay. like with that with the essentially the show has no no blueprints on where to go from the comics at this yeah. point so well i feel like defenders had a similar production schedule to iron fist it was i felt like it was rushed yeah to be honest it felt yeah. like it was rushed and also they they got the story d- into eight episodes i think that hurts it too yeah and and it's like either it feels like is either too much time or not enough mm-hmm. and i'm like either give me like like pull out the crap and leave just the gold or throw in more gold to get to stretch it out and get a fuller story out of it. Yeah. I was, and there were other, there were some other twists in there that I didn't really, spoiler alert, uh, they kill off Sigourney Weaver. Re, like, I felt like they could have used her through the end of the show. I'm like, I was kind of like, oh, they killed her off. They went that way. I'm curious if it's just a matter yeah. of like, did she, did they, did they know early on that they want to do that to the character and then Sigourney Weaver turned in just such a great performance that we as viewers are like, oh no, we we missing out on her. Mm-hmm. Or is it also a matter of she like she only had so much time to, to give to the show? She's like, oh, mm-hmm. I can be there for this many episodes. Or money. Like, yeah, and or they didn't. Name, yeah. yeah, they didn't want to pay her for more than that than what she was do- doing. And she's like, well, I fulfilled my contract and I'm I'm done. So there's any number of things. Yes, it was disappointing to see her leave. Yeah, and I think it. I was. I think I texted somebody. That when I first saw her fight with Electra, I'm like, wow, she's doing better than Danny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like that. I mean, that's what stuck out to me like the most. Like, I, I was like, honestly, giving Iron Fist a real chance, like through the first half of the show. And I was like, okay, maybe they're pushing like, yeah, he's immature and he's got to learn. Sure, 
But every time it jumped into an action scene, it took me right back out because I, I watch a lot of like action movies, and like I can tell which ones are done well and which aren't. And like, man, this was. It, it hurt my feelings. <laughs> I mean, you can watch Into the Badlands, yeah. another TV show, like uh, another similarly... I still haven't seen the second season. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the, a similar similar timeline in production, I would imagine, and also cost and budget. Like, they'd probably be similar in that in the, in the those frames, frame of time and money, and it looks like such a better martial arts show. Yeah. Well, they, they cast the right people for right. it. You, I, they cast a guy, um, Daniel Daniel Wu. Wu. Yeah, he. I don't know if he had done stuff like this before, but he, not only does he look capable of it, like, um, in the in uh, like his actual performance, but like the actual action sequences as well. It's like, oh, he looks capable there there too. Actually, so he has done stuff previously, but he helped develop the story with Miller and Go, mm-hmm. and initially he didn't want to play Sonny, or he didn't think he was going to play Sonny. Right. Because he's like, I'm just kind of too old. Like, usually for these shows, they aim a little lower, and that way they have time people to you know age up with the roles and so forth. And so he didn't imagine himself in the lead role. He just simply mm-hmm. helped developing the story, developing the choreography, and a lot of stuff like that. And then they're like, well, you're Sonny. Like, you are Sonny, so yeah. let's just do it. <laughs> and so they went with him, and he's like, okay. And he's great. Yeah. Like, he's so good, and I'm like, I... I just I want like I want sh- that like how like just get get a martial artist and 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 saying like get a martial artist who can act but like you don't have either with Danny with Finn Jones yeah at he, least for this role like yeah. finding someone who plays the role enjoyably that's my problem mm-hmm. it's essentially Finn Finn Jones is Tobey Maguire to me it's the same thing of like. This oh wow! Okay, this, so you really hate Tobey Maguire. <laughs> yeah, this isn't in his wheelhouse. Yeah, this character, as he as I expect him to be, is not in his wheelhouse. Yeah. And if he plays other roles, like you said with um, Sir Loris, mm-hmm. or if he plays other roles like in Sea Biscuit, if you find them other roles, fine. But for the role of Peter Parker or Danny Rand, they do not do a good job. Mm-hmm. That is that is my my opinion. You know, I'm wondering. Actually, I probably, I probably would have been more okay with this. Is um, a lot of like lower budget like B movie action movies get made, and like the fight sequences are incredible. Just the acting is like really subpar, and I'm like, yeah. I I would probably be happier with that in in this version of Iron Fist if it was like they got a flat out like uh, just hundred percent. Martial artist and like zero percent actor. I'm like, I probably would have been okay with that. Well, t- to put it this way, we didn't get a good Danny Rand and we didn't get a good Iron Fist. Like, yeah, we did. Yeah, you're we right. We didn't get either. We didn't get it. Like, cause so what you're saying is like, oh, at least give me a good Iron Fist, even if I don't get a good Danny Rand. Right. We got neither. Yeah. Like, you didn't give us either one, so we are so unfulfilled mm-hmm. that I'm just like, no, why? And that again, that's my problem right. with with Toby is like. I didn't get a good Peter Parker, and I didn't get a good Spider-Man. So, mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. out of here. Right. Find me someone who can do can do at least one of the two. Yeah, if not both. I want both. By the way, yeah, you showed we me. All, yeah, we should. Everyone should expect both. You gave me both with Daredevil and Matt Murdock because, mm-hmm. oh man, Charlie Cox is he's great. He's great as Daredevil. Yeah, like and it, he's the, it, he's great. He's perfect. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that. And again, that's my my limited knowledge of Daredevil and. Me and Jason were talking about this recently, how both of us are kind of, in our eyes, we're middle geeks. Like, mm-hmm. some people are like, oh, you know it all. It's like, no, <clears throat> no, we know a lot about a, about a lot of 
different mediums. But like the, we we both know people who are like up here with like, dude, he's read all of the Fantastic Four, and mm-hmm. I mean to the beginning. Wow. Like we know those people because they've been in our in our worlds. But like we're these middle geeks, and it's like we want, like we want someone who's like, oh, this guy is a great. Uh, Matt Murdock and a great Daredevil. Mm-hmm. He plays both roles perfectly. Luke Cage is a little different because Luke Cage is just Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Like he's never really like he's, it, there's no separation. Like they even makes that point in the show. It's yeah, like, like yeah, I'm just Luke Cage. Yeah, and same thing for Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Like she's like the jewel persona never really came about, mm-hmm. so she was just Jessica right. Jones. And Danny Rand slash Iron Fist is he's neither. Yeah. And one, yeah. it shouldn't be it shouldn't be that split. I mean, or it should be, and they just do a better job of, because that's the thing that's annoying too. Is like he's telling everyone he's Iron Fist, and then Davos shows up and he's like, "Wait, you're telling people you're the Iron Fist?" Like, he was supposed to keep that a secret. Yeah, he's failing yeah, he's miserably. Totally, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I, I just keep thinking, like, you know, what if we had, like I said, an amazing, mar- amazing martial artist, just nails it all the fight scenes, right? And then he's just a wooden like practically a wooden puppet for them and he has no inflection in his voice in his acting sequences if they had literally done that i would probably be happier because they could at least write like at least the choices he's making are making sense and they could at least write remedy that to a point Here's and like like i said that's why i probably enjoy a lot of b action yeah. movies but what yeah you're doing just is- get just get the action right or 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 the acting right just yeah. get one right you're min-maxing the character right now. You're like, give me all the martial artists and none of the acting. But yeah. here's the thing. If we actually go I, with, I would take that in a heartbeat over what we got. If they actually just decided to give him the the headscarf, mm-hmm. we could have a better martial artist with the oh, headscarf yeah, on go. and then have someone who could act. Like, can't we can't we find a middle ground? Like like I don't need all his stats in martial arts and no stats in acting. Like get, right now we're getting like twos in both. Right. But I, I'm like, give me Give me fives in both. That way, it's like ten and ten. But we're we're missing sixty six points here. Yeah, yeah. Like we're it's just what are you guys doing? Like, I think I think that's a good idea there with the headscarf. Yeah, that's all you got because like at least um, you got to pay a stuntman no matter what. Right. So it's like yeah, fucking just do that. Like you can just hire an awesome martial artist and at least we'd get that. Yeah, and because I mean we're not always gonna be able to find guys like Daniel Wu. Yeah. Like you can't find people who can act and can also do martial arts. That, but that, there are a lot of stuntmen out there. There's a lot of great stuntmen out yeah. there, and there's a lot of actors out there. So give me the headscarf, and we we can do our best to kind of like fudge the numbers. Okay, yeah. like just come on. And who, who thought? Who would have thought like that was our solution to to Iron Fist? It's like we have to fudge these numbers. Yeah, mess it, with his fucking stats. Like find an enhancement somewhere. Yeah, like uh, how do that, we, that? Yeah, that scarf is like plus eight. <laughs> I'm I'm a little surprised you didn't use the orgasmo reference. Oh, I I <laughs> totally forgot about that movie. <laughs> was that before or after South Park? Uh, it's it's, it's kind it's, of a gr- it's around the same well time th- sort of kind of like cause, so it took so long for like they made the special the mm-hmm. the like the short for South Park and then it started to hit but like it got distributed when South Park started coming out because but it ar- oh, it ar- okay. it, ha- it had yeah. already been in the can and they had already created it but it didn't oh. get distribution until South Park which like, makes a lot of sense that's what yeah. pushed it over the edge just like Cannibal the Musical yeah, and yeah. Basketball I actually really like Basketball I love <laughs> Basketball I think I still have the DVD somewhere yeah. along with Cannibal the Musical oh and no when that was on Netflix I totally watched it <laughs> yeah I don't know if I own orgasm I probably own a bird copy yeah I, can you even find that on like a 
Blu-ray or digital? You could probably find it digital. No, you. Could, I would think digital. I maybe Blu-ray. I have no idea. No. Uh, but yeah, that was. Um, anyway, back to terrible Danny Rand. But, but yeah, like, like, yeah, it's, it's we just like our, our <laughs> that headscarf just Stunt adds all the fighter. stats. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that could be in the show too. They, they yeah. just stop start. So yeah, just just call call for a stunt fighter right in the middle of a scene. It it's funny how that we we just saved uh, Netflix and Marvel like so much time. It's like oh, that's yeah. how we do it. That's how they fix it. That's all yeah. we need to do. Oh my god, and that that would also be in like terrible B movie fashion. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like they just replace an actor halfway through and they don't even address it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, have they done that in? Oh well, they, I mean they did it with Ruffalo. Uh yeah, sort of yeah. Well, I, I Ed Norton had his own movie, and then yeah, I mean more so with uh, Rhodey. Oh, that's right. That, that was too. I mean, and and they they but see they made a subtle nod to it, which I thought was really classy and well done. I don't remember. He's, yeah, because when you fir- when you first meet Don Cheadle, Rhodey, it's during the uh, trials or whatever, and he's like, "Yes, I'm here. Let's. I don't want to talk about. It. Let's do this." <laughs> and like and it's like that's really cool. Like they it was addressing the thing without addressing the thing. Yeah. Um. But oh man, they could totally do that. I yeah, just they just switch out Danny Rand. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's locked in. Have they talked about season two yet for Iron Fist? No, that's why. That's why I think they're putting him in over into Luke Cage because they're just like, uh, he's not as strong. So let's just put him over here. It's and not, like, well, it's we, not fair to Luke Cage. He's got to carry all that weight. No, it is not. God fair. damn. But then we get Heroes for Hire essentially. Yeah. And uh, and I seriously, I want Shang Chi. Bring me. Sh- I I thought we were supposed so, to get Shang Chi before. So who is he in the comics again? Shang Chi is the master of kung fu. He is a, a you know master martial artist, and he, I mean, it's I. The sad part is I don't know enough about him to to wax intellectual about it. Mm-hmm. But I, I I I like the character. He's been in a couple different like miniseries. He's just kind of popped in. Is he a sidekick to him or an ally? No, like, no. He, what is he? He he's an ally. Okay. Like he's had his own comic and stuff for a good long while. Okay. Um, he actually trained Spider-Man in a story called, I want to say it was Spider-Island, mm-hmm. or just before Spider-Island. That sounds horrifying. Oh. Spider-Island. <laughs> so, it, I mean, for the, in the storyline, essentially, everyone in New York starts to develop spider powers. Oh, Like, some of them okay. can, like, oh, I can shoot webs. And then some, like, oh, I can climb up walls. And then so, but I mean, everyone. So, out of nowhere, like, dime store hoods are, like, sticking up places, webbing up the mm-hmm. person, and then running away. And then, you know, gangsters and mobsters, all these different people started getting powers, but also, like, everyday people, too. Yeah. And then it's a long, drawn-out story. And then, yeah. But it, it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I re- recommend reading it. It's a, it's a fun story. Yeah. Um, okay. Dan, Dan Slott and Humberto Ramos. Um, let's see. It's okay, so... I, I know oh. you don't like giving like a definitive yes or no, but, like, it sounds like Iron Fist might be, for TV, might be up there for your worst... Adaptations, adaptation, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, it's like I can't think of a, of other ones. Uh, but again, like, what do you mean? You mean simply from another like your medi- your favorite of the worst, another, basically a, another medium translated to t- TV. Yeah. So basically, I mean, we all grew up with these, all these heroes and stuff, and when it gets to, it's like, oh, it's finally live action, and then it's like, oh no, it was that. Yeah, probably. I mean, probably that because I can't even like. 
there's not too many other properties that I that I've loved mm-hmm. that have been brought over to TV or like that have had such a, a deep roots in something else and then switch TV. Like Ghostbusters, I think the real Ghostbusters, I love that cartoon as a kid. And that's it's not like a it's not like super faithful, but it, I mean it is and it isn't. But it's yeah. its own it's its own beast. Like it's its own thing. So I don't I, I, I had yeah. no problems with that. I remember like I, I mean, when I was a kid and watching Ghostbusters, I remember like seeing random episodes, like never watching them in order. Yeah. But I, I think I remember like one episode they mentioned Vigo, and I was like, "Oh shit, it is that Ghostbusters." I was yeah. Just like, yeah. And th- there, there's episodes that, that make mention of that too, mm-hmm. of like, "Oh, why are they all in different color uniforms now?" And there's episodes. There was. Where, yeah. I don't remember. It's that. called Citizen Ghost. Oh, I thought it was just toys, but. No, no. Well, no. Uh, the the reason is animation. It's because one, you, oh, right, you, right. you want uh, if if you have a, pa- a shot that's panned out far, you just want to tell like, oh, light blue is is Winston, mm-hmm. darker blue is Egon, light brown is Ray, dark brown is is mm-hmm. uh, uh, Like you want that easy oh, visual right, reference. Right. That's why you have different colors. Oh, okay. Um, but like stuff like that, like it's its own be- it's its own beast. But they make references and it's good. I can't think of anything that's like, oh man, this is such a bad adapta- adaptation to TV. Because nothing's had that strong a, a hold on me, and like I'm trying to think of any kind of cartoons or things that got changed for a TV show that would have left me like oh upset. Okay, so you think maybe TV overall doing a better job? TV overall, but also it's like I haven't had a connection to anything or had mm-hmm. a, a expect again. It's expectations. It's managing expectations, and because Daredevil, Luke Cage, and and Jennifer Jessica Jones shot it up there, I'm like. Okay, fine. And then they're like, "Oh no!" See, this is why I try not to have expectations. I try to keep it as even as possible. And that's why it's like it's yeah. tough when people ask it's, me, like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "I, you know, I, I enjoyed it, but you should yeah. definitely get your own opinion on it. Like, there could be some things you don't like." So, okay, I don't even like giving people like reviews of like whether I liked it or not. Like, just go into it on your own, and then we can talk afterwards. Yeah, it's always irritating when you see someone who's just shaped by so much before going in, and then yeah. it's just like. You can't even enjoy it at that point. Yeah, I was talking to my friend, I think it was Brian, about something. He's like, yeah, I didn't like the show, but it's because, oh, Stranger Things. He didn't He didn't get into Stranger Things. I hate when that happens. So everyone hyped it up for him, right? Yeah. Oh, I hate when that happens. And yeah. it's like, I'm like, oh, you didn't like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't blame, I don't think, I don't blame him for not liking it. I think if someone tells you it's the best thing, mm-hmm. you know, ever, then you're like, oh, okay. And then you go with it, go in with the expectations, and it just it falls flat because you're you're expecting mm-hmm. a ten and you get a nine, and you're like, well, it, it fell short of what I expected. So, yeah, that kind of happened to me with uh, Moana. Okay. Yeah, because everyone just like was praising it like crazy at the time when I finally saw it. Like, I still think it's a great movie. Yeah. But it wasn't what everyone else felt. So, I mean, that just kind of when that happened, that just kind of proved it's like okay, I have to like keep that out of my head before something comes out which is why i got worried when uh, mark hamill posted about like um oh don't watch monday watch monday night football at you know 9 p.m for no reason at all and yeah i'm like so i'm not watching that because i'm not watching anything star wars until yeah. it comes out the same thing happened for with me for logan oh no okay and, but, I th- part of that was my fault I think. yeah and, I, and it's like i don't think like logan logan was still great i yeah. just don't think i think the hype got too much for me and whereas without the hype, I might have thought it was, mm-hmm. you know, I might have thought it was a ten, but because of because of all the hype, I thought I, it came across as a an eight point five, mm-hmm. you know, and like it, I that got really hyped for me. I still really enjoyed it, and I see, of course, I, yeah. But it's it's the hype. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's 
I, I feel like with nerd culture today, that's so hard to avoid. So yeah. whenever there's like a new property coming out, it's like, okay, we got to just keep cool. Just like, you know, see the first trailer and that's it. Yeah. You know, like get our attention and that's it. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's something um, that a lot of people in the nerd and geek community could really benefit from if there was like, if they if everyone took a class on how to critique and how to ingest like it, it's come up in art classes I've had before. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, guys, we have to because part of art school is just you get up there and everyone just either rips into you or praises you. Like you just right. yeah, you're just up there for criticism. And a big part of it was just okay, you can't just tear down and not criticize. You can't just insult it. You can't just um put your own expectations on it you have to appreciate it for what it is and it's it's hard to do if you've had next to no exposure to that kind of yeah. environment well that's the thing too uh recently it was national comic book day and you picked up some books and i was like oh what do i from rec- comics tnt <laughs> in Dustin, california <laughs> um but i was like oh well what do i recommend and i mentioned a couple things and you're like oh that one you recommended last time and it's always hard too because it's like one you have to you have to manage expectations you have mm-hmm. to understand the person's taste yeah. and find that right book for them. Yeah. So you picked up Descender. Um, uh, did you pick up Luther Stroud? Yes. And a third book that I can't remember suddenly. Uh, I picked, I find, I've never read uh, Neil Gaiman's uh, Sandman. Sandman, okay. So I'm like, okay, let me get the first one of that. Yeah. And uh, well, for us, it's like, we at least have some history where it's like, you've made recommendations before. Yeah. Oh, no, oh these were great. Yeah. So at least I know like, we have similar tastes. We can go. Yeah. I, that's where it's useful to go off like somebody's like actual opinion. Yeah. So, uh, did you get a chance to read any of those yet? Not yet. Okay. Did, yeah. did um did you read Paper Girls previously? And what was your? I, I felt like you didn't. That didn't quite hit I with you. I may not have gotten to it. Okay. I don't think I did. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's. Oh God, I have so many comics that like I need to catch up. I need to just sit there. And, it's so hard when Breath of the Wild's right there. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, and. It, some, sometimes, especially too, is like that's just so much. It can be so much more engaging, and you're just like, "That's what I'm in the mood for. I'm, I'm in the mood yeah. for that, 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 that taste." Like comic books, definitely. If you're in the, if I have, I have a library of comics that sometimes I don't get to because I'm just like, I'm not in the mood. Then sometimes I'll just one night I'll be, like, "Oh man, I want to read comics," and I'll just sit there for hours just reading comics and getting caught up, and just that's my jam. For yeah, that see, night. that's what I need. I need that urge to just like get there. Like sometimes, like. Well, most of the time, like, I don't really have free time until, like, I'm going to sleep. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I got some catching up to do. I think one thing, too, for me is a good spot to read comics. And it's, I don't have that like I used to. I used to have this kind of recliner that was great to sit there and read mm-hmm. comics in. And I don't have that. And it's, it's you know, this is very, you know, stupid, like, first-worldly problems. But it's like, I used to have this great chair to sit in. And now it's like, I can sit in our dining room chairs, but they're kind of uncomfortable after a mm-hmm. while. So it's like... After you know an hour of sitting in the chair, I'm like, okay, you know what? I need to move. Like, yeah. So, that gonna be tough. Yeah. Um. Okay, we're at an hour and a half. We gotta get out of here soon. Yeah. Um. Let's wrap this bitch up. Um. Ken, where can they find you? They can find me on the social meds. Uh. At at social Ken Rollo. Yeah. That was uh. <laughs> that was at Rad Newt. Andy Thompson <laughs> said that, and I'm like, the social meds. That sounds fun. I'm gonna use the social meds from now on. We gotta have that Game of Thrones crew back on. Just we, wrap this up. Yeah, we've got to wrap up yeah, the yeah. last season and prepare for the <laughs> yeah. next. Winter uh, is here. Yeah. Okay, pretty folks. M- 
Maybe that, okay, so it's fall now. Maybe when winter comes around. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. And don't forget to check out the Geek Offensive's actual Instagram at Geek Offensive. And Geek Say What is on everything with the handle at Geek Say What. Oh. Also, don't forget, folks, if you're listening to us uh, through the Apple uh, the Apple podcast app oh that's right with the ios update yeah with the ios update there was a problem with they unsubscribed some people i myself was unsubscribed from a few of my podcast mm-hmm. so if you're hearing this and you're double check and make sure you're subscribed so you get every episode of the geek offensive yeah and uh, don't forget to check out the other two shows on the geek say what network we have a uh, geek KO hosted by justin madriaga and ish and ready set geek hosted by alex gollett and don't forget to check out um uh, our apparel sponsor, Jordan Denae. You can find her at jordandenae.com. She's a geek apparel sponsor out of Brooklyn, New York, and she's eco-friendly. And big thank you to uh, both Wayland Productions and uh, Marley Rosner. Uh, Wayland Productions like lets us share the space, use the equipment. They help us sound great. Check them out at uh, waylandproductions.ws. And Marley Rosner, who does our music and all the original music for the Say What Network. I don't think he has a website yet, but once he does, we'll... I'm sure we'll plug it. And finally, um, please uh, don't forget to check out the uh, GoFundMe page for the Las Vegas Victims Fund. Um, Help out if you can. Just make sure to check it out. And I think that's everything. Um, Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe to join the offensive. Thanks, everybody.